It's Window Nation's semi-annual sale, and it's a big deal. Right now, get 50% off all windows along with no interest for five years plus bonus savings when you schedule a consult today. If your windows leak, get foggy or hot, or you're paying high utility bills, that's a big deal. With Window Nation's semi-annual sale, you can replace your windows and save a big deal, too. Schedule a no-obligation in-home estimate now. Call 866-90-NATION or visit windownation.com. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. This episode of BGN Radio is brought to you by Clip It, the hottest app that is out there. Watch TV, make clips, and share. For more information, check them out at clipit.tv or check them on Twitter at clipit.tv. Hey guys, John Barchard here. You guys know how much I love to play fantasy football. So I need you to listen up because I want you to join the highest rated fantasy football app. It's called Draft. You get to play in a real live snake draft, but be done in under five minutes. And they last just for one week. Draft start every couple of minutes. So you can join one right now for week five. And the best part is you get to play for cold hard cash and get this your chances of winning are 80 percent better than on the salary cap sites on all the dfs sites because you're always trying to figure out okay where should i start this guy and the value and i don't have enough money to do all that stuff it doesn't happen on draft you get a selection of every premium player you just got to be the smartest one in the room it's a six player snake draft so you get in you get out tournaments start from one dollar to a thousand dollars to everything in between three person drafts six person drafts on and on the options are limitless and all new players get a free entry into a real money draft when you make your first deposit all you have to use is promo code bgnr that's right play a real money game for free just by using promo code bgnr and it gets even better draft is so sure that you'll love it that they are offering bgn radio listeners a money back guarantee up to a hundred dollars no excuses now just search draft in your app store or go to draft.com and come play for free right now with promo code BGNR. Welcome into another episode of the Counterpoint Podcast brought to you by BGN Radio and BGNRadio.com. I'm your host, Jack Fritz. As always, and on today's show, when are you all going to learn? Just trust the Counterpoint Podcast. We're never wrong here. We got some eagle superstitions that I myself have, have found myself going through, and I want to know what eagle superstitions you have this year. Uh, we're going to check into the Doug Peterson confidence meter. Uh, I want Donovan McNabb barred from the locker room. Uh, we have what's the line saying, and I can already tell that I'm going to be pissed off on Thursday night because of one single player. 
But first, the Eagles went out and absolutely murdered the Arizona Cardinals on Sunday. 21-0 after the first quarter. All fantastic stuff. Um, it was great. They came out. They put it. They stepped on their throat. They had that little lull. They always go through this little lull every single game, and it, it causes me so much fear. They went through that little lull where I was like, oh, my gosh. It's like we're up by 21, but it feels like we're up by, like, 7. Um, and then Carson threw the deep ball to Nelson Aguilar. And and it's starting to shift, guys. It's really starting to shift on draft Twitter. I I monitor draft Twitter pretty closely, hold them hold them very accountable for their bad Wentz takes. Um, and it's starting to shift. They're like, what, is there still room on the Wentz wagon? Four Verts even said that Four Verts equals Charles McDonald. Uh, he even said Wentz has been really fun this year. You know, it's finally time when they've they've just accepted that he's good, and that's all we were asking for. <laughs> that's all we were asking for. Um, and, but still, I mean, the King, the King stay King and, and Key and Fahey, of course. Now it's like, well, the offensive line's good. And, and, and here's what I have to say about Key and Fahey. Um, Key and Fahey, this is all I'm going to say. Key and Fahey's website is called pre-snap reads. What is Wentz the best at? Pre-snap reads, but he sucks. Shut the fuck up, Key and Fahey. You're wrong. Literally, if your website is pre-snap reads, shouldn't you be acknowledging the players who are actually really good uh, pre-snap or not? Or are we just going to automatically hate them because you had a bad take and we all got on your throat for it? Embarrassing. Draft Twitter's embarrassed themselves. But I say when are you all going to learn because what's the line saying? It's just been out of this world so far this year. Last week, correctly, six and a half points. I said doesn't matter. They're trying to get money on the Cardinals. It won't work. That team's coming west to east. They have nothing left. Carson Palmer's a shell of himself. And what's weird is that that 2004 draft class looks to be just about done. Phillip Rivers looks washed. Eli Manning, and Eli Manning looks washed. Big Ben has looked washed. Uh, Carson Palmer wasn't in that draft, but he's around the same age as those guys. They all look pretty washed. Um, and it's, uh, it's like an end of an era. But with the end of an era comes the rising of someone else. And someone else is probably Carson Wentz. Carson has gotten, he's just gotten markedly better this year. The deep ball has looked really fine the last two weeks. He's putting touch on the ball we just haven't seen. He's coming up to the line. He's changing plays. He's reading the deep. I mean, every, literally every Fran Duffy, every Fran Duffy breakdown makes me even more excited that this kid's our quarterback. Between Fran Duffy and Brian Baldinger, I am so excited about this Eagles team. And you should be too, because they're a legit good football team and a top three team in the NFC. Of course, every single week someone can lose. But right now, I feel as if this team is a top three team in the NFC. So that's not even like a hot take or, or anything, even for this podcast, which is full of hot takes. But uh, we'll get to what's the line saying later in the later in the episode. But I mean, it's time to hop on board. Every year, I think it goes back to 2008. So when the Phillies were in the World Series in 2008 or on the World Series run, I sat in one chair in one way. For all, for every single game, and I thought it was you know my, the good luck charm. I thought it was how they won. It was all on me. And I'm starting to get the same thing with my Eagles superstitions. And I I don't know if I'm the only one that thinks in this way, but I am a former baseball player, so we're kind of weird in that way. But um, so this year, this year my Eagles superstitions, and they're four and one on the season. You know, they 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 have four wins when I do this, and the one loss is when I just I, I jeopardize the season. And I'm gonna put my hand up. That one was on me, but um, so this year, 
I cannot wear Eagles gear, which is weird, and I feel weird doing it, but I can't wear Eagles gear. I wore Eagles gear once, and they lost. Also, I went in when uh, in the one loss they have. I did not stay in, in my studio here at WIP. I was wandering around, checking in on other rooms, seeing how everyone was doing. Can't do that anymore. Had to stay in my room without Eagles gear, um, and I had to go get lunch around 12 o'clock. Is that weird? I don't know. Do you guys have Eagles superstitions? Do you, do, you, do you have a certain order? Do you sit in your chair a certain way? Can you only watch it with certain people? I want to know. I really want to know. I will, I will retweet and, and have a conversation with you if you tweet me at Jack underscore Fritz 34 because I want to know if I'm the only weird one out there. Every single Sunday, I show up to work. Every single Sunday around 12 o'clock, I go pick up lunch for everyone. I'm not wearing any Eagles gear, and I stay in my studio. And it's, it's, it's worked like a charm so far. I think I might be on to something. I'm not saying it's to be perfect, but it's my superstition. And I wonder if, if anyone else has Eagle superstitions out there, because I'm sure you have to. I mean, they're the Eagles. Let's check in on the Doug Peterson confidence meter. So, Doug Peterson, I am really, really, really close to approaching, like, Charlie Manuel. When, they, when the Phillies hired Charlie Manuel, now keep in mind, I was like, uh, I was like 11 or 12. So, I mean, I listened to the guy talk and I was like, this guy's an idiot. Why would they, <laughs> why would they hire this dolt? But we're in the trust tree here. And I was wrong. I was very wrong. He won us a world championship and led us to the, to the greatest run in Phillies history. Because he was, a player's, he was a player's first coach. They loved him. And they played hard for him. And I'm starting to feel the same way about Doug Peterson. Now, I will say this. I still think he's putting a lot on Carson Wentz's plate. And Carson's doing a lot of the heavy lifting with audibly to runs, reading everything out there. But this team plays hard for him. They could have came back west to east after uh, a road win in San Diego and, and came out cold. But they didn't do that. And now I feel confident in, in, in wherever this team goes. I really do. They can go into Carolina and win. I'm not saying they will, but with this quarterback and with this coach and with how hard they play for him, I don't see why it's so ridiculous. So the Doug Peterson confidence meter is up to 67%. We're not at 70 yet, but 67%. He's been a really good coach. And, I, and the weird thing is, when you, when you see all the offensive numbers, they're, they're pretty consensus top eight in every single offensive category. And I feel like if, if, if another city saw us bitching about Doug Peterson's offense or about Doug Peterson, they'd, be think, they'd think we were crazy. And I think the, I think the national perception of Doug is, is that of Charlie Manuel. We're like, oh, this guy's an idiot. But it's just not the case. They have a, they have a, a good, solid offense. And I will say this, and the reason why I jumped a 7% this week is because they came out at home, took care of business, and listen to this post-case speech from Doug. We're walking through those doors right there, four and one. Look, obviously you're going to be complimentary to that football team you just played. This is the NFL. They got good players. But that's the most dominating performance we've had to date. And that's what you can do, is you put your opponents away, and then you finish them down the stretch. That is what you do, right? Hey, a Thursday night primetime game. Thursday night at Carolina, back on the road, take care of business. Great job, man. I'm so proud of you. So proud of you. Hey, man, always enjoy the wins, man, but we're on to the next one. Yeah. Family on three. One, two, three. Yeah. Okay, so why I'm so high on Doug after that speech was that it wasn't the same little yuppie, like, wins are hard in the NFL, but you guys did it. No. 
Doug walked in that room, slapped his dick down on the table, and was like, boom, motherfuckers, we're good. It was a it was a confident Doug Peterson. And Doug has been strangely confident for like three weeks now. <laughs> he just he's been snarky with the media. He's coming in with this speech like like, listen, we're good. We're fucking good. And I'm gonna tell you we're fucking good now. It was a perfect speech. It was not yuppie. It was not like, hey, we're just happy to be here, guys. You know, Midwestern stuff. Happy to be here is gone. Happy to be here, Doug, is gone. He came in with a message, a clear message. And there was no faulting from it. Last week, did not like his post-game speech at all in San Diego. This week, A+. It was confident, concise, to the point. The guys got it. Take care of business in Carolina. Exactly how I feel. This is going to sound like a hot take. And it's going to sound like I'm hating on the greatest quarterback in team history. We can't hate on Donovan. Whoa, whoa. I want Donovan McNabb barred from the locker room. I don't want him anywhere near this team. I don't want him near this quarterback. I pretty much don't want him associated with the organization anymore. He has never shown an affinity for the city. He can't get over the fact that we booed the we 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 booed them not drafting Ricky Williams Donovan. We didn't boo you, okay? We don't hate you, but for some reason, you insecure person, you can't get over it. Even though everyone in this city admits that you're the best in team history, Donovan. It's all gone now. Like, uh, I don't want you anywhere near this team. I don't want you anywhere near this team. I think you are negative on this team, and I think now that they're playing well, I think you're you're trying to jump on the bandwagon. Last year you came out, and you were slobbering. You were slobbering all over Dak while you were like, well, I don't know if Carson's actually that good. Fuck off, Donovan. I don't want you anywhere near this team. I saw you in the locker room yupping it up with Carson. You're just you're trying to to weasel your way back in here and get in back the good graces. But since for the entirety of your career here, you haven't been able to get over 1999. I'm just done with it. I'm done with Donovan. I don't want him in the locker room. I just don't want him anywhere near this team. Just keep your stench away from this team. Keep the Donovan stench away from this team. You were negative when you were here. You were negative when you left. You haven't gotten over it, even though everyone here admits they were wrong, okay? You never have gotten over it, Don, and I don't want you anywhere near this team. Let us have our Eagles. I said last week the Eagles are back. The Eagles are back to your days, Donovan, but that doesn't mean you have to be a part of it because you never appreciated us, and that's all I have to say about this. Also, is it not classic that he named his son Donovan? Of that egotistical prick? Of course he named his son Donovan. You're going to be Donovan Jr. No. No. I don't want you. I don't want Donovan anywhere near this team. Let, let this team be this team. You had your days. You never could get over it. And I don't want you here. We have our hashtag 100 take of the week. And uh, I will say this. Um, ESP had a good week. He had a real good week. ESP, to his credit, was the first one on the uh, the Sam Bradford sucks bandwagon. Uh, and he, he was completely right. And last night, he set up a fire tweet just reminding everyone that the Eagles got a first and a fourth round pick for Sam Bradford, who is bad. And he's always been bad. He's always been average. Uh, and they pretty much got everything back from the Carson Wentz deal. So, I mean, once again, 
masterful job by by Howie Roseman, even though uh, no one really wants to give him credit. Uh, but the hashtag 100 take of the week goes to Skip Bayless, and I hate giving this guy um, any airtime, but this is just. I'll let you listen to it. Well, I'm going to tell you, and I'm, I'm, when I dig in like this, I'm mostly always right. Wrong. So mostly, but not always. But this is what I told you early on. I did not watch this kid at North Dakota State. He's a great young man. He's 6'5", 240 pounds. He is athletic. He does have a little bigger arm than Dak Prescott, though Dak's got he, – he can flat out wing it. In fact, there's more velocity there because it's effortless velocity than you were giving him credit for. But I'll give you big arm. This kid, he's a good young man. He's got high character. He's a try-hard guy. He's going to fight about, it out. The same huh? thing they say about Dak. Yeah, no, it's different. Here's what happens. Under fire, when I watch Carson Wentz, I see deer in headlights, and I still do. I don't see the moxie. I don't see the feel. I don't see the command for playing that position that I always see in Dak Prescott. Dak Prescott takes over games with his body language. He changed the whole culture of the Cowboys. He turned them into, well, what can go wrong will go wrong until into we're going to make a play that's going to win this game. And who, who made the play that looked like it had won the game? He just left a minute and 13 left for Aaron Rodgers against a pathetic defense, right? Oh, oh. But who made the play with his legs? And who you, you want to talk about running with the football? Do you realize Dak so far this year, he's carried 16 times for 126 yards. That's eight yards a carry. That's highly impressive. But do I hear anything about that? No, I don't hear a is word. He there he is. <laughs> the worst. The absolute worst. Uh yeah, Carson Wentz a deer in headlights. Except he's one of the he's one of three quarterbacks in the league that can make the escapes that he makes. Uh, he was uh what was that eleven of twelve on third down the other day? Psh, like deer in headlights. Uh, literally he's been unbelievable under under pressure this year under duress. Um, also yeah, uh, Wentz hasn't changed the culture of the Eagles at all. They're just four and one and playing like one of the best teams in the NFC. While the two and three Cowboys, it's actually changed that culture, right? Ah. Uh, just continues to be the worst. Continues to be the worst. I don't want to give him time, but that was just like it, it, once again, it's it's dumbing down the audience, and I won't stand for it anymore. I'm a media watchdog. It's my job here. It's exactly what I'm doing. Uh, embarrassing stuff from from Skip Bayless, who usually says pretty embarrassing stuff, and that a deer in headlights, even though he's been the top three most proficient third down quarterbacks in in the league this year, and and has insane escapability that always keeps his he- eyes downfield, literally. Changed the Redskins game. Changed everything. Ah, it won't get mad. I'm done. We have what's the line saying? So um, the, the Eagles play Thursday in Carolina. And as a fan, I love Thursday Night Football. Uh, it's football, right? So we're always going to love Thursday Night Football. As an Eagles fan, it's not great. Uh, you know, they, they, they came on, coming off a big home win. Now I have to go back on the road um, to Carolina. Um, and, you know, I can already tell I'm going to be pissed off. On, on Thursday night because of one player and that is Cam Newton I can already see it now Cam is going to he's going to scramble for a first down get up do his whole shtick and I'm going to get mad I'm going to be pissed he's going to ha- he he has that he has that confident smirk that if he's your guy you absolutely love it and if you're going against him it's like oh my god I want him dead that's exactly what Cam Smile does to, to football fans out there, uh, and I can already imagine myself being all angry, like because he's you know he's doing it in my face against my team, and oh uh, my god, I I'm I'm already getting pissed just thinking about it to be honest with you. But the line 
is three. And, and, and it opened at three. And I was talking to my friend once again when we talk about lines and stuff. And I said if it opened up in the one-point range or, or two-point range, I felt pretty good about the Eagles' chances. And it didn't. I thought at one, I thought at one or two, everyone was just going to hammer the Panthers. And three is just a fair line. If it was any higher, if it was any higher, I would be more worried about going into the game Thursday. Uh, if it was four or five or four and a half, I would bet that a lot of the public will be on the Eagles, seeing that, um, you know, they would just be too big and be too enticing for the Eagles for, to not bet on the Eagles. But three, three is fair. Three is three. I don't see anything fishy here. I think it's actually going to go either way. A three-point line is basically saying it's a pick. Um, it's a pick because uh, the home team always gets three points, and, I, and that's fair. I don't think the Panthers have been amazing to an extent, but they've won three impressive road games. Uh, they won in Detroit and in New England so far this season, and um, now they're returning home on a Thursday night on a short week against a good Eagles team. And what the line is telling me is that the Panthers are going to win this game, but it's not so unbelievable that the Eagles would come out and, and play well and, and steal a game in Carolina. And these, what the line are saying is they're getting harder each week because with a quarterback and a team that believes in itself like the Eagles do, you can win every single week. I fully believe that. And I, I, I now, if you have a quarterback, you can go anywhere and win. And I now feel that way about Carson Wentz, which is a great feeling. But I just think on a short week, turning it around, going down to Carolina, is probably going to be a, a little bit too much to ask for from this Eagles team at this point. But I tell you what, with the way this quarterback's playing, with, with the with the way they believe in themselves, which sounds so like <laughs> Pee Wee Soccerish, you just you just got to believe in yourself. Um, I truly think they can go anywhere and win. And it's the <laughs> said last week the Eagles are back. They are absolutely back. Uh, not that team that, that has occupied one Novacare way for the last nine years. This Eagles team is back, and we can feel confident in any situation. And, man, I cannot wait until that Seattle game because if they go into Seattle and win, I'm fully on board. But that's going to do it for this episode of the CounterPoint Podcast. Thank you for listening, as always. Hopefully Donovan McNabb is barred from the Eagles locker room. We can't forget how much he slobbered over Dak last year and how much he told us Wentz wasn't that great. We have Skip Bayless, who's a major problem. And the Doug Peterson confidence meter is slowly but surely rising week to week. This team's playing better. They're playing more organized. Their offense is, is, is only starting to ascend now that Carson has the full reins of this thing. Nelson Aguilar's back. <laughs> How crazy is that? Doug, Nelson Aguilar might be on the, the Brandon Graham track. I can't believe I'm actually saying those words. And when are you all going to learn? that the, that the <laughs> What's the line saying? is the right way to go. And don't listen to any other predictions besides that because I'll tell you what, it's trending in the right direction. So that's going to do it. I'll talk to you next week. This is what, your second record, and it's the song you wrote. Uh, yes, I write most of the stuff.